Hello, dear friends. Greetings. We are happy to welcome you on Alatra TV. In today's program, we would like to raise the issue based on the letters that you regularly send to us. In these letters, you share such a problem that from time to time, in case of some viewers, quite often, invisible creatures come to you at night, which in demonology are katsukubai and inkubai. Or if we put it simply, shadows. These shadows exert physical and energy influence. They often inflict all sorts of nightmares on people and can have sexual intercourse with them. Thereafter, people complain that they feel exhausted, have no strength, get into various depressive states, and lose energy. Moreover, they have sleep disorders and lose the joy of life. Generally speaking, quite serious inner changes take place, which greatly affect the quality of life. Recently, we began to receive more of such letters. We don't know for sure why. Perhaps this is due to the COVID epidemic that has provoked numerous fears among people. It is quite possible that on the wave of this fear, the activity of shadows has increased as well. That's the reason why we decided to initiate this project and find answers to relevant questions. What is this in fact? How can people protect themselves from it? Is it possible to control these shadows? So, we decided to study this subject. This subject isn't new. It is rather widespread in the demonology of various cultures, nations and religions. Let's begin with the point that these creatures are distinguished by gender. Incubi are creatures that assume a masculine image. In Latin, the word incubus means to lie upon. A succubus is a creature that assumes a feminine image, and this name is translated from Latin as to lie underneath. What are the characteristics of these creatures? These creatures are characterized by the fact that they connect to a person's consciousness while he is falling asleep. That is, in the phase of drowsy. A person isn't awake anymore, but he isn't asleep either, and he hasn't yet fallen into deep sleep. Precisely during this period, these creatures have an opportunity to connect to a person's consciousness and impose certain illusions on him. These illusions may be of various kinds depending, let's say, on the psychological state of a person. As a rule, these creatures influence two basic instincts of the animal nature, of a human, fear of body death and sexual fantasy or desire. In fact, they influence a person's desire. Why? Because fear is the reverse side of desire. Fear is, well, with sexual desires, everything is clear. I want, I'm interested in something. But when fear arises in a person, the desire is opposite. I don't want, meaning 
I don't want something to happen. So at the moment, when a person experiences strong emotions, either fear or sexual desire or sexual contact, at that moment, a huge release of human vital energy occurs, which is actually devoured by this creature. These creatures have quite developed intelligence, like pick locks to a keyhole. They easily pick up those images, which the internal protection system of a human lets slip through. These may be images of acquaintances or ex-girlfriends, if it concerns men, or boyfriends whom a girl was dating, or images of some idols towards whom a person has sexual fantasies. With pinpoint precision, these creatures are able to connect to human consciousness and detect images that his psyche and consciousness lets it. In other words, consciousness perceives the scenario as normal for itself. Interestingly, the works of medieval scientists, as well as eyewitness reports, and your letters prove this, describe situations when people can often have sexual intercourse with images that are quite unnatural. They note that in their usual normal state, they wouldn't want to have sexual intercourse with them. Moreover, they would be scared even to look at them. However, demons in the Middle Ages, they were called sleep demons and are able to skillfully build a reality. Even a certain surrealism, which is unnatural for normal logic, yet in dreams it all seems natural and normal. Thus, they bypass the defense mechanism of a human and connect to him. As a result of such a connection, a person loses a huge amount of power and energy and feels exhausted in the morning. Creatures such as incubi have another distinctive way of affecting a person, a physical one. It means that they can sit on top of a person on his or her chest, immobilize him or her, or they can press him or her down, right? Yes, that's right. They press and immobilize a person. Often a person himself detects it. Thus he understands that he's immobilized and he is terrified of what is happening. He can't even scream, move or make a sound. This influence is so strong, so powerful, that a person really feels inner panic, fear. Yes. And he doesn't understand exactly what to do. Yes, absolutely right. It's also typical for them to lift a person into the air or get him out of bed. There were cases of death when such an invisible creature could, the interaction with them could lead to a fatal outcome. These creatures can generally be called shadows. Why shadows? Because the form 
that such creatures assume in order to engage with a person changes easily. A creature itself is genderless. It just takes a convenient form and creates such a situation which is necessary for a person to emote. If we put it simply, again, the two main emotions through which they work, as we have already mentioned today, are the fear of body death and a strong sexual desire. They arrange everything in order to take away vital energy from a person. Regarding the fact that demons have only one goal — to eat, also, let's add that they are able to kill a person, they are able to take a person's life. But that's what they do very rarely. Why? Because a human is like a dairy cow for them. So, basically, a creature comes, milks and leaves. It comes, eats energy and leaves. That's why they don't kill a person. Although killing a person is not a problem for them. As for killing people by these creatures, it often happens, as described in demonology. When a person shuts down and, let's say, doesn't want to get involved in a relationship with a demon, Regarding historical facts and what has been happening for thousands of years, this topic has existed for thousands of years. When we studied it, we were surprised that the attitude to such an unnatural love in society was different at different times. Religions have always talked about the danger of this phenomenon. But from the moment when spiritual, moral, and ethical values deteriorated in society, as in the era of Hellenism and the height of the Roman Empire, when there was a flourishing cult of the body, there was a significant number of poets and composers who praised the so-called incubate and succubate in their works. This demonic love, right? Yes, absolutely right. They praised it in such a way that it's all very beautiful. Great! It's the most beautiful love that can be. But if we look at it from the perspective of modern sociology, we can say that in ancient times, as well as today, the Overton windows have been used. I mean, what is unacceptable, which has an extremely negative assessment in society. What all religions talk about, such demonic relations, bring one's soul down to hell. People of art, on the contrary, gave positive color. This naturally had an extremely negative impact on society itself. Even in the Church, Many monks said in confessions that they cohabited with such creatures and couldn't get rid of it themselves. Yet, let's say, if you are unable to get rid of it yourself, how can you help others? Since we have touched upon religion, I'd like to add a little about Islam too. 
This problem was and is still present among Muslims. Just like in Christianity, there are rites of exorcism in Islam, when a mullah is reading ayat from the Quran upon a person. He supposedly exercises, in Islam it is called genies, shaitans, like a shaitan is possessed a person. And this way a mullah holds a person, sometimes even spits on him and reads ayat from the Quran. It looks a bit strange, let's say, and of course it doesn't solve the problem. Now, we've touched on this point a little, that psychiatry and religion try to help a person, but at the same time there is no real help. Thus, people have been alone with this problem and still are. The most interesting thing is that, as it was written before and eyewitnesses say it now, it's very easy to call it up. It's very easy. It's enough to wish for it and you get a response at once, but it is very difficult to get rid of it. Yes, and it's a huge problem because, again, according to the descriptions of theologians and people who could talk openly about it, people were suffering for years and decades trying to get rid of those manifestations. There are two ways to get rid of these kinds of demons. The first way is to appeal to stronger demons, which always requires a certain price to pay from a person. I mean, it's just impossible in the material world that you ask demons to do something and they just did it for free. A person will definitely pay, for sure, either with circumstances or with his health. There will definitely be some loss. And the second way to get rid of this power of a demon over a person was when non-demonic forces came to help him. They appeared as an image that is familiar to human consciousness. Thus, if a person belonged to the Christian religion, the image of saints, Jesus Christ or Mother of God appeared. If a person belonged to the Islamic faith, this help came from the image of those very saints, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, or the image of Ali. However, we won't touch upon this topic so far. It's a very interesting topic, but… But it is still poorly studied. Regarding the point that there is nothing good in all that, in this regard I'd like to tell a story that I read on the forum. By the way, there are many forums on this topic, where people share how demons, incubi, succubi, appeared in their lives and how they actually live with all this. Of course, among these stories there are obviously fictional, but nonetheless, true ones are also found. You read and understand that this is really the experience of a specific person. I want to briefly tell one of such stories. A woman writes that she has entered into a relationship with an incubus. She was married, and in the initial period of this relationship it was so voluptuous for her that she stopped wanting intimacy with her husband. 
because the relationship with this incubus was more desired for her. But it was just the initial period. So she liked it so much that it wasn't already interesting with her husband for her. As a result, her family life started crumbling. Pretty fast she began to experience such conditions as we've already described — emptiness, depression and energy exhaustion. Very quickly came the period when she opened her eyes to what was really happening. Finally, she told her husband about everything and asked him for help. And the husband, wishing to help her, took her to a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist prescribed medicines which made it even worse. I mean, the demon started to come even more often, and her condition worsened even more. Then they turned for help to the Church and asked to read out prayers over her. They performed the rite of exorcism, but it didn't lead to any positive result either. The woman writes that she doesn't know what to do, because all this continues. She writes that her life has turned into a nightmare. And there are really a huge number of such stories on these forums. Here's one more story. It is about Japanese anime cartoons that we all know. People who watch them can confirm that they are quite scary and provocative. These cartoons stimulate two basic instincts of the animal nature in a human — violence or fear of body death and sex. One of our viewers wrote us in an email saying that when she was a teenager, she was fond of watching these anime, and she liked them very much. She especially liked one character, and at some point she wished him to come to her at night as a lover, and it really happened. Very quickly, she realized that she had made a huge mistake. She describes this difficult and terrifying state of helplessness, depression, anger, and inability to focus on anything. Generally speaking, her life turned into hell. There's an, another interesting case that was shared with us by a husband and a wife. They were in bed. The husband, while falling asleep, realized that his wife was starting to, let's say, fondle him. It's okay. It's normal. They are spouses, after all. He was lying on his back, and his wife sat on top of him. At that moment, he turned his head. He turned his head to the side and saw that to the side and saw that his wife was lying next to him and was sleeping peacefully. So, who was it then? One of the most frequently asked questions we receive in letters — is it possible to control these shadows, these creatures? That's an interesting question. The answer to it is no less interesting. This project has been created to study such phenomena. It is precisely the answer to the question if shadows can be controlled and how we can protect ourselves from them. 
We will try to find answers to these questions in this project. To date, neither science nor religion or psychiatry provide concrete answers, as they don't have mechanisms for addressing these issues. People continue to suffer, just as they have suffered. Absolutely everyone is exposed to the attack of such creatures, regardless of whether they are atheist or not, regardless of their profession or who they are. Basically, nothing is important for these creatures. All this doesn't stop them. They connect and continue to take energy away from people, torture them, and destroy their lives. Indeed, when a person is left alone at night in a dark room, he doesn't know that there are shadows in the corner and how to resist them, naturally, whether they are atheist or not. Everyone starts to appeal to the higher forces. Yes, maybe this is not voiced in public. Nonetheless, when a person is left one-on-one -on -one with such a creature, naturally, there arises a very strong sense of fear, devastation, and despair. Because, so far, there is no answer to the question, what to do with this. Yes, absolutely right. In other words, in the daytime, among people, everybody pretends to be courageous and brave. But when darkness comes and these shadows, which a person cannot resist, appear out of this darkness, then indeed, even atheists and the most ardent skeptics begin to pray for help. It's clear that, since this project is related to metaphysics, it may take many years to be implemented. We hope that the participation of volunteers, people who are interested in this topic, will help us to speed up the implementation of this project. Please send us your stories and applications for participation in the project via email address that you now see on the screen. Take care of yourselves, friends. And may Allah protect you all.